It's a cool show. Hey, I'm W. Earl Brown, but my friends call me Earl. So call me Earl. You're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Digilab Studios in Phoenix, Arizona with Serene Dominic. Hello, Radio 8 Ballers. He is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations here with his traveling companion, Andrew Jemsek, on the accordion. Hello, thank you for having me. And sometimes synchronicity enforces itself on the show in ways that I could never have planned. And one of the great lessons that I've learned from the show is that the show is going to work the way it's going to work. And it's always going to be great. And I can either surrender to it and let it be and actually enjoy that total random happenstance aspect of the show. and uh, Or I can fight with it. And either way... The show will be perfect. It's just my experience might be better if I surrender to it. So one of the things that happened today, I, I was talking about how we uh, we had planned to have some of my uh, my movie star compatriots from the Mad Monster Party join us as a, you know, to ask a question here. And we did have Ronnie Blakely in the last segment. But as I said, a couple of them fell through. And over the course of the, the show, one of the things that makes these cons so great are the people who volunteer their time and keep everything running and so when I showed up in town on Thursday night I was picked up by a guy named Jim King and Jim is a just a you know just a really one of those guys you immediately like and he uh, he I he hosts a horror podcast called the horrific horror review podcast and he was just super enthusiastic, like any of these things. I've never been picked up at, by someone who was just, oh, I hate having to do this. Everyone is just so excited to be picking you up at the airport and being part of it. And it's always at the beginning. So people aren't tired. People are, are excited. And so we were having a great time. And I was telling him about doing this podcast. He's like, oh, well, I, you know, I'd love to be your driver. I'll drive you back, drive you and your whole crew. Of course, he's thinking that he's going to get be hanging out with Robert England or something. But... Uh, then, in the middle of the con, his car, which is what he's getting everyone around in, breaks down in the middle of the con. And he's, he comes to me, he's like, I, you know, I, I can't, I, I really want to be able to do it, but I can't. But I got someone who's going to be able to drive you. Enter Dean Robitaille. Thank you very much for having me. It's an <laughs> absolute pleasure to be here. Now, Dean, I met you about five hours ago yeah about that and you came up to my table with your what color mohawk is that it's red but it's 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 over blue red so it's purple 
It's a it it's is. a purplish yes. mohawk. You and your purplish yeah, mohawk came up to my table and said, "I'm your guy. I'm gonna be making. I'm gonna make sure everything goes great." And then, uh, and again, thinking, you know, probably that he's gonna be driving Robert England and a bunch of big stars around. And this was that, you know, I was talking at the beginning of the show. This moment of feeling like a loser, where I, I had to go up to him and be like, "Well." It's going to be just me. I know you probably didn't agree to this, thinking it was going to be just me. It was fine. <laughs> and then as we're driving, I was like, and uh, I may ask you to ask a question. And, uh, you know, I, and he's like, well, uh, you know, okay, I, I, I guess. I think I can, I, I have time to come up with it, right? Yeah. But your time is up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was the fun part, trying to figure out how I want to word something, and uh, I don't know how much backstories you want, if any. But I want as much as you want to share. Yeah. Sorry, I've, been, I've been known to go on, so I'll try not to. But um, I was divorced three years ago, and uh, from who was an amazing woman, and that I screwed up the relationship royally, and after the divorce, it was needed because she needed to go on with her life. I needed to find mine. And it's been rough, to say the least. 19 yeah. years, plus we have a 13-year-old now, and it's not easy. And, you know, she's moved on. She's lucky enough. She she found somebody, and I'm happy for them, but I haven't. And I wonder, I know I loved her more than I think I could love a person, mm-hmm. although I'd still screwed it up royally. Hmm. And so my question is, do I deserve to find somebody like that again? Wow. That's because a- I know that the person I was, to be complete blunt and direct, I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I was unfaithful and just, I was a jerk. And I didn't treat her the way I should have. And she was with me through, I was diagnosed with MS in 2008. I was freaking out. She calmed me down. You know, I freaked out when our son was born. I had male postpartum depression, mm-hmm. which is a thing. Didn't know until my doctor told me. He's like, oh, yeah, people don't talk about it, though. It's like, what the fuck? So, you know, I dealt with it and got through it, but she was always there for me. And yet I still treated her like shit and did shit. So I just, I'm a different person now. I spent three years of learning who I am. I mean, that's what I've had to do. I've been alone at my house other than when I've got my kid every other week. When I don't have him, I spend an entire week by myself because I'm still waiting on a disability claim. So I'm not working. I've lost two jobs because of my disability. And I just wait and wait. So I'm at home and it's, it gets quiet and lonely. Mm-hmm. And so it's me in my head. I'm talking to myself all day long. It's good because I figured out mostly who I really am and I'm not a bad guy. I am a good person. I'm a nice person. I know I'm compassionate. I. It's just, I was off the rails back then. I don't know why. I, I had everything that I'd ever wanted. I had a good paying job. I had an amazing wife. I had a beautiful son. And I just didn't seem to know. I, I couldn't see it. You know, and now I look back and I, you know, I get memories, flashbacks of things that we did or all Facebook memories. You know, they love throwing the photos back at you that mm-hmm. you posted in the past. So these photos that I posted of, of us doing something and I'm like, oh crap. No, you know what? I remember how I felt that day. I was happy that day. Mm-hmm. We had a great time there. We, it was just a great day. That's a good memory. It doesn't bring me down. It makes me happy now. 
you know and so I, I still have pictures and I mean my son's got I put a picture up in my son's wall of him and her when he was little and I'm like I can see it, it doesn't hurt me you know I have no animosity towards her she's not the super nicest person to me but I don't know if I really have given her reason to be nice to me right and so that's where I'm at so and the the question as you stated it was say that again do I deserve to find somebody like that again? Do you deserve to find someone like that again? That is a really potent question. Obviously, it's heartfelt. It's one that I can certainly relate to for my my own reasons. Maybe other people out there listening can as well. But now, let's go to the Pop Oracle and see what it has to say. So now, to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf. Actually, not even on your behalf. You're right here. What am I talking I about? Am right here. Now, to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to pick a card. Any card. 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 Pick a card. Song number eight. Eight? Ah, the Magic Eight Ball. Death of Me. All right. That's okay. not a good sounding thing. But <laughs> oh, it sounds Let's great. Let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> help, me on the, help me on the explosions, though. Okay. One, two, three, two, two, three. <laughs> You're such a young and pretty thing. I want to hold you in my hand like a figurine. I want to kiss you, but I don't know.
That was Death of Me from Serene Dominic. The answer to Dean Robitaille's question, um, do you deserve? What was it? Do I deserve to have somebody like her? To do find you somebody deserve? Like her again? Yes. Yeah. So before we get into interpreting it, Dominic. Well, well, that's a song about, well, you could take, that's a song about rebirth. I mean, you can hear, hear it as, that is one way. But it's also about a guy, a much older guy, and a much younger girl. It's clearly clearly (laughs) outlining where you need to go. A younger girl who doesn't have the life experience that you have, perhaps, you know, and, uh, you know, will probably give you more leeway than someone who has been burned by by other people. So, so to speak. Ah, huh, okay. I mean, don't go really young. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy in the song, I mean, he's waiting for her retainer to come off. Yeah, he's so going geez. really young. Okay. Now, this is, and this is, is this the oldest song in the... Yeah, this, I was performing this the night we met. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I... I it's, so many years ago. It ended up on a compilation that me and my band put out called As Far As You Can Go Without Leaving. I loved that. What was the other song of yours that was on that? Oh, Dearest One You Really Shouldn't Have. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, so well, what did you think about that, Dean, as far as the answer to your question? Uh, yeah, it's one interpretation. <laughs> uh, but you say younger woman, older man. I was 19. She was 15 when we met. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of that way. But not well, yeah, but at that time, yeah. you think 15 to 19, that's a huge gap. That's true. But, I mean, if you also think about male and female, there's like, uh, you know, I I think women, you know, mature quicker. They do. Men, you know, need to, you know. We're a little Men need to have their hearts broken and their lives destroyed before we actually. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately. Although, Although I will say it did end up making my relationship with my son a thousand times better. Because we are too much alike, so even when he was little, you know, we just fight. Mm-hmm. And again, I wasn't a great person, so I'd yell, and so I'd be bad. She moved out. I think it's because there was no more tension in the house. Mm-hmm. But his attitudes towards me completely flipped. And we became like the storybook thing where the dad and the son, and he told his mom one time, he says, Mama, Daddy and I get each other. <laughs> and I'm like, we kind of do. And we don't, we never fight, and it's it's a great relationship. I talked to him after his mom moved out about three months after that, putting him to bed, sat on the edge of his bed. I think it was about ten, and I talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. Like it I started off with the whole "it's not your fault" thing mm-hmm. because I know I've heard that so many times. You know, they say, you know, kids always, you know, you got to make sure they know it's not their fault. And so, okay, I'll say that first, and then I started telling him about why the divorce happened. And didn't get into all the details. Still a little young at that point. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell him everything I did, but just the disrespect and you know, the way I treat her on a daily basis. And I said, he listened. I mean, at 10, the kid usually didn't sit still for more than two minutes. And he just sat on his bed and listened to me. And yes, I started to cry. And you know, I readily admit that. I was ugly crying because I was. it was horrible for me. I was torn apart. And 
his hand, I feel it on my back. He just rests his hand on my back gently and leans in. He's like, it'll be okay, Daddy. I love you. I'm like, oh, my God, don't do more tears at that point, you know. But that's kind of how we are now. Well, so when I thought about that as far as, like, the, the answer to the song yeah. is that you're talking about you've had a death experience like yeah oh, oh this, it definitely is you this mourned had, it yeah and oh, even yeah. though you talked about it you said that you sort of you had to learn these lessons oh absolutely so as far as the answer to your question do you deserve to be with someone like that part of you had to die so that you can be maybe it's some maybe it's the age difference thing that 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 serene has in, has in his song but yeah so i just i think that the the song is a is a perfect reflection of your experience that you that I this woman that, yeah. was the death of you yes yeah well the, I, she was a younger woman who was the death of you that is true and now you're on the other side of yes. that yes oh and i know i readily know that and yeah. that's why i've spent three years trying to figure myself out now and those kind of deaths are like that that's the most some of the most important growing and learning yes. oh, God, life yes. experiences horrible it's terrible nobody wants it nope. and no and it's un, and i i don't think anybody avoids it no no it, but you have to be able to accept it as what it is and where do i go from here mm-hmm. what can i learn from this well i had a lot to learn but overall and i realized fairly early on that no this was for the better this was for the better of me this is definitely for the better of her now she's happy with somebody else. You know, she finally realized that she she found a woman. And so she's married now. She has a wife now. And, cause, and it wasn't a surprise to any of us because I, I was married to her and with her for 19 years. It, you can tell sometimes when somebody thinks certain things, but she would never admit it. She finally did, and now she's happy. I'm like, good. I'm so glad she's happy. She deserves to be happy. Mm-hmm. Do I deserve to be happy? I think we all deserve to be happy. You know, I was a jerk, but I'm not now. Yeah. And because I spent all that time alone thinking about what I did, why did I do it? Okay. And first is was finding the root of the cause to me. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I know I'm moving forward from here, but why did I do these things? Because it didn't make sense. I had a great upbringing, a happy family, you know, good parents. Yeah. It, yeah, but you are. An American man, so you were. Yeah, there so is that. We can't avoid, you know, that. Yeah. No matter how good an upbringing we have, <laughs> yes. we're raised on some really messed up Very ideas so. about <laughs> what it so. means to be a man. Yep. And so that's kind of unavoidable. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
Radio 8 Ball.